I wanted to reflect today with you on this beautiful text from the prophet Hosea in our first reading, which really shows the, the tenderness of God as a, as a parent, the tenderness um, for its, this, the parent for his child. Uh, and I think there's, there's quite a contrast between the tenderness and the care and the love and the patience in the first reading and the, the seeming harshness of the judgment of the last line of our gospel today. So I'll simply say that what Jesus is talking about when it will, with this town that doesn't welcome the evangelists, um, he says, on the day of judgment it will not go as hard with the land of Sodom and Gomorrah as it will with that town. There's a certain starkness about the final reality of if, if we, in the end, after all of God's mercies and gentleness and patience, we don't accept his love, then that is a terrible fate indeed. And on the day of judgment, that is what we face. But right up until then, we have this reality of a God who all throughout our lives, whether we fail, whether we turn away from him, whatever we do is tender and merciful and committed to us and loving like a parent. So through the prophet Hosea, God is saying that when, when Israel was a child, I loved him and I drew him out. I called my son out of Egypt. He speaks of the way that um, Israel, the chosen people of God, had turned away from God, turned away from his law, turned away from the land in which he called them to live, and he was constantly drawing them back, leading them. I love the image of it was, it was I who taught Ephraim to walk. I took them in my arms. It's such an intimate sort of image, such a tangible image of a, a parent like holding the hands of a, a little baby who's trying to take those first steps to walk. And it says, yet they have not understood that I was the one looking after them. Isn't it true that when perhaps a little one-year-old or so is, is trying to learn to walk and the, the parent is showering love upon them and trying to teach them and um, showing them all of this love and kindness, that the child has no idea what's going on. <laughs> no idea of the immensity of the parent's love, no idea of the intricacies of, of what they're trying to teach them, no idea of the greatness of, of the things that the parent wants them to achieve, you know, the life that the parent wants them to live. And so we can never really grasp God's love for us in its completeness. Um, we can never really know even the details of what he's teaching us and leading us into today. Um, and we, we can scarcely grasp the, the plans that he has for us and, and where God is trying to lead us. Yet there's a a patience in the commitment of the parent as, as this prophecy speaks because there's, there's this kind of tension between the child that isn't learning and the child that's turning away and the child that's um, failing and all that. But the parent has such love for the child that it it's still wants to, to stay with the child, to lean into it, to pick it up again, to lead it back again. And we see at the end of this text, that, that there's this tension between God's fierce anger, and it says, and his love for his children, that, that, that God would so desire the good of his children, he so desires our good that we would, we would live in the fullness of life that he wants for us, just as a parent desires that fullness of life for their child, but there's this tension between, I, I so desire the good that I want to, you know, 
rage that it's not coming about, <laughs> that the child isn't following my plans, um, that it's not learning what I want to teach, that it's not following where I want to lead them. Um, but we see here that, that I will not give rein to my fierce anger. I will not destroy Ephraim again, for I am God, not man. This is the, the perfection of God's love, that even though we fail in these plans that he has for us again and again, he is committed to that, that gentleness and patience, the tenderness that will just welcome us back and continue to, to try and lead us to follow him again. The, the grace of repentance that God always has for us. So it's just a beautiful image that I can't really tease out completely, but I'd encourage you to, to, to sit with this text that speaks of it so beautifully. And I think there's two kind of invitations that this can give us today as we reflect on it. One is in the kind of love that God wants to call us to for others. We can, perhaps, you know, perhaps with our children and people that we want to, to lead and, and draw forth in other ways, but particularly in people that we want to, to know God's love. We want to share with them you know, the, the path of life and the good news and that, but they turn away or they don't follow that path or they don't listen or perhaps they're, they're turning into sin and there's these people that we love, but God wants to share his heart with us so that we can have that tenderness and that patience and that commitment to just, just stay with them, lead them back again and again. But the other invitation for us is to receive this love again from God because we all fall into sin, we all fail in the, in the ways that God calls us to, but God would constantly want to remind us of and reveal to us this, this fatherly and motherly love that he has, that wants to pick us up by the hand. He wants to, to draw us... Where's There's a line. I was like someone who lifts an infant close against his cheek, stooping down to him. I gave him his food. Let's be open to God wanting to reveal his tender, intimate love for us in that way, in the ways that we fail, in the ways that we think we don't deserve it, in the ways that we most need to receive that love, that guidance, that care from him.